Welcome back to the show, everybody. You're watching hashtag Ask Live Lean TV, or you're listening to us on the podcast. Today's show was, uh, I think, overall a good show. I give it a, yeah, a good solid 8.9 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Good questions, good answers. Why only 8.9? Well, you got a little feisty at you. Oh, it's You, you kind of did a 360 on one of your answers, and oh, it was please. like, well, you just have to find out. And we disagreed. We agreed to disagree on one. Well, day. you agreed, and then all of a sudden you just back backstepped it and disagreed. Just watch the show and find out. <laughs> What up, everybody? Welcome back to episode number 45 of... Hashtag Ask Living TV. Thanks for tuning in for another show. If you guys are new to the episode or if you're new to the podcast, if you guys want your questions answered on this show, you have to use the hashtag. What is it again? Hashtag Ask... Live Lean TV. Hit it with them. We're kind of specific about it. So <laughs> well, we have to be because we, we can't be. find yeah. the questions if we don't. Exactly. So we search for that specific hashtag, which is Ask Live Lean TV. So don't do Ask LLTV or just hashtag Live Lean TV or anything like that. Otherwise, it won't make it into the search. So. Yeah. And you can tag us on the social media network that you want to use. So you can go on our Twitter right here on Snapchat. Instagram and what's the other one? Facebook. The Book of Face, the Facebook right there. Okay, so let's jump into the show, shall we? Sure. You ready? Let's do it. All right, first question from Carrie Estes on Twitter says Jess, when you do push ups, why are your feet apart? Does that make it easier or harder? <laughs> um, is it only me? Does Brad not have his feet apart? Like, in my opinion and my personal experience, like proper form or proper foot placement for a push up is shoulder width apart. Sometimes you might see me have my feet like wider, like wider than hip distance, I guess. And yes, that does make a push up slightly easier. The hardest variation would be with your feet all the way together or just on one foot. So, you know, all these variations are either slightly easier or slightly more challenging. It's not like a total game changer. I mean, a push-up is still a push-up where no matter where your feet are, but yes, the answer is your feet wider are gonna make the push-up just a teensy bit easier. Yeah, and if you guys wanna like really legitimately bang out a few one-arm push-ups, the key to one-arm push-ups, here's the trick. Super wide Super wide apart. Mm -hmm. But if you wanna pull in more core activation, uh, more uh, balance, you wanna work on your balance, feet, really close together. Is I've the, never seen anyone do a one arm push up and one leg. Have you seen that? that? Be, one arm, one leg? If oh, one arm, one that, leg? Yeah. That would be pretty bad. Wouldn't that be nuts? I'd love to see that. If you can do it, send us a video. But for people who are just starting out on push ups, I want you guys all to watch my video on, uh, I think it's called No More Girly Push Ups. I'm explaining how to progress your push ups from like not being able to do push ups at all and how to get to like real good proper form push ups without doing the girly kind, which is where you put your knees on the floor. So if you guys haven't seen that video, watch it now and you'll see my recommendation on how to modify your push ups a different way that yeah. doesn't have your knees on the floor. Let's link that, that video up down below and also over on our other YouTube channel, our YouTube Live Lean TV daily exercise channel, I have tons of push-up variations yeah. on that channel. So if you're tired of doing the traditional push-up, you want to challenge yourself, go watch that channel, go search for push-ups. We'll link that, that channel up below and go subscribe over there as well. Next question. Wait, one more thing on the push-up. Oh, Sorry, right. I can't quit until this is done. I want you guys to try it. Get on the floor right now, do a push-up with your feet together, do a push-up with your feet apart, and then you'll see like how much quote-unquote easier it is with your feet apart. It's not a big difference, okay? So do that and then you'll know the answer. 
Okay, so Chris Bravo says, why are some people so strong, yet they're so small? And why are some people so weak, yet they're so big? <laughs> some people are just genetic freaks is <laughs> one of the answers. Cause yeah, there's, it's true. It's like, there's some small dudes out there that are like 160 pounds and they're dead, they're deadlifting like 400. They're cleaning like 300. Like they're like doing these crazy- I've seen like 120 pound girls do that. Yeah, so you know, they're, you know, they're just predisposed to be strong. Genetically, they're strong. They train to do was, that yeah, as well. I was just gonna say, it's not just genetic. They do have to work at it. Oh, like, no, nobody no, Nobody yeah. just, like, without even no training at all can just walk up to 300 pounds and lift it. Not anyone that I No, absolutely. Seen. You gotta work they train. for it. Yeah. But some people are just predisposed to be stronger. So if you put that person up against somebody who just is more um, not predisposed for that and they train exactly the same way, some people are just tend to be stronger. And then- I the, don't know, babe. Genetics is one thing, one variable, but I think hard work outdoes genetics every time. You no? didn't listen to what I just said. Okay, sorry, Fal. I said if they do exactly the same amount of work, the same program, everything is on an equal playing level, you don't think the person with more genetics is gonna be able to lift more. I just don't think you can make the argument that it is their genetics. Okay, we're just Isn't that what we just said? <laughs> Didn't we just say that like a minute ago that these 140 pound and 120 pound girls? No, 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 no. Okay, here's what I think is that your size doesn't necessarily have to do anything with your strength. If you train for strength, you're gonna be strong regardless of your size. If you train to gain size, you're gonna get bigger and not necessarily stronger because hypertrophy training and strength training are kind of two different practices plus your nutrition plays a giant role yes, in Yes, you're 100% right, Bo. Okay, all right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question on Twitter from Lisa Carlton says, what's a good substitute for Ezekiel bread? I can't get it here, but would love some sort of bread toast with my eggs. Okay, um, what country? We don't know. We don't know. Well, bummer that it doesn't come to your country, but if you can find any other brand of sprouted wheat, like Ezekiel bread is just a sprouted wheat bread, so it doesn't necessarily have to be that brand called Ezekiel, but hopefully your country has some sort of thing that's similar to that. Um, you can also, I think, you know, some Eastern European countries and stuff have like rye breads, which I think is a good substitute. Yeah. Um, it's something that's, uh, it's like a dense bread, so it's like, I guess, similar texture. There's also uh, gluten-free breads that you could try. Yeah, I mean, you just wanna watch out for like the wrong type of oils, the wrong type of flours and foods that are too processed. But, you know, we've talked about this before. If you absolutely can't live without bread and mm. it's one of your joys in life, then fit it into your meal plan. It's yeah. not gonna like make or break your success. You can still eat bread and live lean. So don't stress too much about like, not eating it or feel super guilty when you do eat it. Um, and we can't control what what foods you guys have access to in different parts of the world. We're kind of just showing you what works for us. But if we were in a place where we didn't have the foods that we currently eat now, we would just find alternative choices. Just do the best you can with what you can find. You could also use, like we use sweet potatoes. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, you can make so toast out of it. Slice yeah. up sweet <laughs> potatoes very thinly. You yeah. can toast them. Like we have a recipe in our Live Lean 20 cookbook. We have uh -huh. build your your body burgers. Yeah, like a, it's a substitute for burger buns. But yeah, you so can you, also make just like avocado toast or I've seen people make peanut butter jelly sandwiches. Yeah, it's out really of sweet good. Potatoes. Test it out. Yeah. Um, okay, Alma J says, hello, Brad, Jess, and Kyla. <laughs> she has a family member of yours made the transition to live lean with y'all. Oh, she means Bruno or Kyla? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think Kyla's working on it, but she still has some baby fat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, Kyla's still, if you guys don't know, she's only six months old yet, so she's starting to 
show signs of uh, interest in wanting food. to eat food yeah. as opposed to just booby milk. Yeah. Um, like she's kind of reaching for stuff on the but plate. Barely though. Like you give her a little bite of, you know, mashed potato and she's like, Bleh. like she's not really like, doesn't find it delicious yet, but she's kind of intrigued. You know? But she is super strong. Yeah. And she's super, um, she loves it when I play, like when I, and I love this about Playful. her because yeah. I mean, I've been hundred percent honest. I wanted a boy, <laughs> but now that I have her and see how she is and see how I can rough house with her and everything. And she loves it. Like she, yeah. I can hold her upside down, throw her in the air. She just big smile on her face. Uh, it makes it all worthwhile. So, um, I think she's going to be definitely a lively machine when she gets older. But I think they're asking if any, um, adult family members of ours have made the transition to living lean oh. after previously not living lean. That's what I get from the question. So, mm, can anyone honestly, think of? you guys know this family members are the hardest people to change. Um, they have access to all of our stuff for free. They could have our cookbooks for free, they could have our workout programs for free. But family members will typically be the last people, especially like, like parents and stuff who um, still look at you as their kids. I have to say, I'm really proud of my parents because I feel like my parents have been living lean even before I was born, you know? Like that's, you guys have probably seen my parents in a couple of videos. Yeah, but, but that's, my parents are in good shape. That's different because they didn't learn from you. No, they didn't that's, learn from that me. That was the yeah. question. Oh yeah, so has anyone in my family learned from me? I'd have to say probably not, but I do think that they're inspired by the work that I do and sometimes they see little tips or tricks. You know, my yeah. dad was just saying how he loved my freakishly awesome salad yeah. video. Cause he was here when I was filming it. So he was like learning things as I was doing things. So yeah, I mean, I think it rubs off a little bit, but I, nobody in my family has had like dramatic transformation because of my advice, if that's what you're asking. And I, I think, you know, like you said, it's like when you're a little too close to the yeah. source, like, they just don't take us as seriously as yeah. you guys take us because you don't know us and you see us as like authority figures, whereas yeah. they see us as, as our kids. kids. <laughs> yeah, so. Good point. <laughs> okay, uh, next question on Twitter from Kat Zinska says, why is whey shake good for post-workout? Is it because it's liquid or because it's whey? Making whey pancakes, does it equal the same effect? Okay, um, liquid has something to do with it. So there's less chewing, so it's more easily absorbed into your body because it is Faster. liquid. Um, also, whey, if you guys don't know what it is, it's derived from milk. So whey is from cow's milk, and it's just this, the proteins separated. So have you guys heard that um, children's story about curds and whey? Like when you separate the whey, you remove the curds from the milk and then you're just left with the proteins alone. So that's kind of another reason why your body's gonna uptake those proteins faster and just quicker, you know, because they're separated. Now we don't recommend a lot of processed foods, but whey is one of those things that is really convenient and helpful and helps a lot of people reach their protein goals. So it's an amazing, you know, accompaniment to your workout routine and your body transformation goals when you're trying to gain muscle. Um, pancakes versus smoothies? Well, the thing is, yeah, when you mix, like when you eat the solid food mm -hmm. versus a smoothie, which is liquid, the liquid is going to, you know, assimilate in your body a lot quicker, which is what you need after your workout. Right. Um, but if you're just like looking to hit your protein goals at the end of the day or something and you want and getting it in fast doesn't matter then sure like a protein pancake is a, is a great way to do it so the other I, thing though about protein pancakes is you're going to be cooking it with some oil so including fat in yeah. with your meal is going to slow down the absorption so the post-workout shake is just purely carb and protein no fats included in that so that's one other reason why you're going to absorb it faster than you would pancakes mm -hmm. but yeah i mean you know 
if uh, you don't like smoothies, then the pancakes would be a good alternative choice. But, you know, our ideal way to do it would be, you know, the smoothie post-workout and then the pancakes at a different Yeah, time. and like we cook with protein powder as well, like to make protein Baked cookies, yeah. protein brownies, protein this and that. So it's a good thing to put in there. But for post-workout, optimally, it would be in liquid form. Mm-hmm. Okay, Kat Stewart Baker says, what are your thoughts on running during pregnancy? Um, so coming from someone who has recently been pregnant, six months ago I was pregnant, I barely ran at all during pregnancy, but I barely run at all anyway. So it wasn't like that unusual for me not to do long distance runs or anything. If you're a person who previously has done marathons and you run three to four miles a day every day and you're just like a, an elite runner, then running during your pregnancy can be safe for you because your body's really accustomed to it, really used to it. Yeah, well, we should think. also bring up the point um about you did do you did run a little bit during your pregnancy I did run and a we little had bit. a little bit of scare oh the oh that one time when i did the stairs okay so we don't know if that was attributed to it but that's what happened directly before actually i think i had this actually twice there was two times during yeah, my pregnancy i don't want to get too graphic with you guys but i had a little bit of spotting and that's not a good thing when you're pregnant because you don't have your period while you're pregnant. So if you see blood down there, you kind of freak out and you think something's wrong. So um, the first time it happened, I was about 10 and a half weeks and I was, I guess you could call it running because I was doing stairs intervals. It was actually for a Livling TV video. I was using a new like smart sports bra and I was trying to like get my heart rate up to test out the sports bra. And I think I just pushed it a little bit too much. My heart rate was getting up to like 160, 170. And I don't think that was a good idea. Like now in hindsight, I'm I'm like, why would I, why did I even do that? But I was only 10 weeks along, barely had any bump yet. So it's like at that point, you know, it's your first pregnancy. You don't even feel like you're pregnant yet. So I think I was just used to my old ways of sprinting as hard as I can and whatever. But anyway, I had some spotting, freaked me out, went to the doctor, everything was all fine. But then again, like in my last trimester, when I was around nine months, I was jogging at the beach and just did a couple of short, like interval runs. And same thing occurred the next day. So, you know, what we're saying is that probably was caused by the running. Um, did I have any like serious complications? No, thank goodness. Um, but on my next pregnancy, will I do the same or will I take it a little safer? I'll probably go a little safer. Yeah. The safest things that for me during my pregnancy are all included in my Live Lean Pregnancy Program because I wrote that program while I was pregnant. I was actually testing out the workouts and I only included the stuff in the program that I found to be the absolute safest. What's the URL so for that running program? was not one of them. It's uh, liveleanpregnancy.com. There you so go. Live Lean Pregnancy Program will take you through your entire full-term pregnancy um, and it will keep you safe. Okay, next question on Twitter from Susie. Susie says, when performing deadlifts, I can't seem to feel the stretch in my hamstrings and my lower back hurts. Is this normal? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, but you are doing it wrong. Yeah. And you know, you shouldn't let your feelings get in the way of that. Like good form is good form and it's like not arguable and it's nothing to do with you personally. So try to set your ego aside and go back to the building, basic building blocks of like what should a deadlift look like. Um, start looking up tutorials of deadlifts. Like he has a great, well, several great yeah. deadlift videos on Living TV daily exercises showing exactly how flat your lower back needs to be. And then also showing that some bend in the knees is okay. What I'm guessing is that you're probably have your knees locked out straight 
and you're rounding your back every time you go up and down. That's yeah, I mean, guess. there's many different variations of the deadlift. So there's the straight, yeah. leg de straight leg deadlift, there's the Romanian deadlift, there's the traditional deadlift, there's the sumo, mm -hmm. like, so there's so many. A lot of types, yeah. But, like, for the traditional deadlift, you just think, like, what's the first movement that your body does? Your, your hips should hinge. So there's a hinge at your hips, your hips go back, then your knees are followed by that. So mm -hmm. a lot of people just bend at the knees. They're not actually pushing their hips back. Yeah, and with then, all of the weight forward on the toes. And then the bar needs to stay very close to your legs mm -hmm. to really make sure that your upper body is staying flat. And then when you come back up during the uh, concentric, you get, your hips then go forward and your butt and you clench your butt and that's when you're really but you're, yeah you're using your lower body to move the bar move, back up so it's that mind back. that mind muscle connection thing so go watch the, my deadlift video um, over on the other channel like i said over on our daily exercise video and i think it even has some deadlift videos on uh, living tv this channel here so mm -hmm. get the form down right seek help from a local personal trainer do a video you can even do a video, yeah, video yourself and, and like send us a link to the video and like we can critique it for you like we're here yeah, to help we'd be guys happy to look at that for you um, deadlifts are a hard thing to learn and it does take a lot of practice. I mean, we used to argue about this when I was doing deadlifts wrong and he'd coach me, I would hate it. Like it always bruised my ego a little bit, right babe? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little. Just a little. I would get all cranky about like him telling me I'm doing my deadlifts wrong. But in the end, did it help me and save me from back pain and everything? Yes. So you got to just like put your feelings aside and work on your basic form and you'll be glad that you did. Okay. So this one, who's it from? Where's the name? I don't see a name on this. Okay. It's from some pretty girl. She says, I just joined the membership at Team Live Lean. And oh, I'm, it's pretty and smart. Yeah. <laughs> I'm super excited to get started. I haven't watched all the workouts yet, but I have a question for Ask Live Lean TV. Can your workouts be adaptable for lower back pain? Oh, and another lower back pain. Um, I need some patience for my lower back to get better from CrossFit deadlifts. Oh my uh, gosh. But I still need to lose 40 pounds. Can I still lose on your program without using my lower back too much in the beginning? And how would I figure out calories without the intense, if necessary, workouts? Does having a weak lower back mean I will always be the opposite of lean? Okay, so I mean, to answer your oh last my gosh, question. These two questions go together. To answer your last question, definitely not. Yeah, definitely. Like, just because not. you have a weak lower back, it doesn't mean that you're never going to be lean. I mean, the lower back is a very important part of your overall body and the mechanics of your body, but you can strengthen it when you do things properly. So you just got to kind of go back. Like deadlifts and CrossFit, like I, I have an issue, like depending on how the, the workout's programmed, like doing technical lifts, like deadlifts, squats, cleans, and jerks for time, like for Ooh, quickly. you're finally agreeing with me, aren't you? No, yes. I've always said this. Like there's certain aspects of CrossFit, like when Thank it comes you. to the technical lifts and you're racing against the clock, so it just doesn't make sense. We are not anti-CrossFit here. No, we we're not. We want you guys all to know that. We're not anti-CrossFit in general. It's just what he's saying. No, yeah, it's just there's certain things yes. that as, you know, a trainer, you know, it's just, I'm, I it prefer you yeah. to train with the technical lifts for the purpose of building strength. So get the clock out of there, get the form right. Make sure you're creating the tension that you need. Don't compete against other people. That's, yeah, so anyway, that's a side note. Yeah. Um, but yes, you can still get uh, lean without it. And so lose 40 pounds, absolutely. With nutrition alone, I actually would love if, cause you know, Brad and I love working out. We're not gonna stop working out, but if there was someone out there that hated working out and didn't wanna do it, I would love to like take that person and train them and show how much can be done with diet only. 
Like we talk about this a lot. We're like diet is so much even more powerful than your workouts are at changing your body composition. So if I had someone who didn't want to work out, but was willing to do exactly the diet that we recommend, I bet you it would be an insane transformation. So absolutely get it out of your head that without working out intensely, you know, that you'll, you can never get lean because that's not true. Yeah. And since you are a member of Team Live Lean, like we do have a private Facebook group in there. Very People are in there very active at posting questions all the time. So um, if you need, if you're following this month's training program that's in Team Live Lean and you need exercise uh, regressions or substitutions, or, yeah. post it in that uh, exclusive private Facebook page and we'll get back to you with something you can do instead of that. Yeah, we want to help you, like especially our Team Live Lean members, like, you know, you guys are our clients basically. So we want to make the workouts work for you and get you the results that you want regardless of what obstacles you have. Yeah, and I mean, if you're not aware of what Team Live Lean is, like it's like our group coaching platform. So we have like hundreds of people in there that are following a monthly training program that gets sent to them every month. There's weekly meal plans in there. There's cooking video lessons so you can not only do you get the recipe, but you see how we cook it and, mm -hmm. and everything else. Um, there's this Facebook page where there's the accountability side of it. You know, you have the camaraderie with other people that are doing the program. Mm -hmm. um, it's really a cool guy. So if you have not joined our Team Live Lean and you want to feel like you're really, really a part of this Live Lean Nation movement, Team Live Lean is where you need to be. Yeah. Okay, next question, um, once again, is no this? Name? <laughs> I think it's from the same girl. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, it was a continuation. This is pretty smart girl again. Uh, <laughs> says, girl. how many calories should a breastfeeding new mama add to her caloric intake? <laughs> She's 5'5", 130 pounds, six weeks postpartum. It's my daughter and I'm convincing her to be my live lean workout buddy. Awesome. I love it. That actually sounds really similar to my stats. She said what, 5'5", five, 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 Yeah, it's very yeah, similar. I'm 5'6", 130, so that's like pretty much me. Um, I personally added about two to 300 calories to my postpartum diet, which is the same that I would do for muscle building. So um, it's not a lot, like if she, it's, it's not like an entire another meal. It's just like a couple extra nuts or something on top of your normal diet. So just make sure I know it can be hard when you're breastfeeding that you want to just like eat everything on the planet because sometimes you could just feel so hungry and so exhausted from it. Um, but the reality is, is it doesn't take as much energy as people think it does. So you still want her following, you know, her regular maintenance calories, but then just boost it up just a tiny bit. So like increasing a little bit of her portion sizes on one of her meals or adding like an extra little snack. So that's really all that's required to stay lean, healthy and energetic and still keep your um, milk flow and everything while breastfeeding. So it's nothing crazy. It's just a little bit. I think it's awesome that you are helping out your daughter live Super lean. Super awesome. Like typically yeah. it would be the other way around where <laughs> yeah. the youngsters out there are, you know, part of this community in the live lean TV world and they're like trying to get their parents to eat healthier so that they can eat healthier and stuff. Yeah. So it's nice to see it being actually passed down a generation. So good. Yeah, and it's good great on to you. do things together because you guys can keep each other accountable. It's so nice. I love when I see like families do things together. Yeah. Okay, last question of the show is from Irina. Sorry if I just butchered your name. Yeah, I think you did. Uh, question is, hi guys, have tons of questions. First one, what about the fact that fruit should be eaten alone? Big hi from Spain. So, okay. I, guess the, so I guess the question is, is it, should, should, should fruit be eaten alone? Okay. Um, personally, I think it's okay to eat it together with a meal. I wouldn't, I don't consider like just fruit alone as like a complete or balanced snack. 
So ideally you want all of your meals to have like a good level of carbs, proteins, and fats. So if you're just eating fruit alone, you're just getting primarily carbs only. Just sugar, yeah. So yeah, in From my fructose. opinion, no. Yeah. Well, so why are they asking this question? Because obviously they've heard yeah. a reason why. So what is that reason? You probably are listening to people who tell you that when you eat fruit on top of a meal or with a meal, um, that it can kind of take longer to digest yeah. than creating, like it kind of ferments in your belly. It like there's like Not a traffic gross, jam. Yeah, it's exactly. like a traffic jam in your through your bloodstream and through yeah. your body. Like Especially that. if you're having it as a dessert after you've just eaten fats yeah. and proteins. Yeah, then it's just kind of sitting there in your digestive system, like not getting uptake right away. So creates gas and creates bloating and it can feel really uncomfortable. So that's probably what you're referring to. And, and there may be some validity to that. Like there Maybe. may be, like I've never looked at it. I've never looked Tested through it or... the research of it. And I'm just not going to be like have fruit and not have anything else like, yeah that's just, right you just wouldn't feel full would you? i'm not gonna feel full and plus like you said i just don't want the sugar in right. my body just and that's it alone. like i want to yeah. get some fat in there get some protein in there yeah. along with it so um yeah like when i'm eating a fruit like if i have an apple there's going to be almond butter on there yeah if i'm eating a banana it's going to be a part of a post-workout shake right um, if I'm going to have like Live Lean cereal from our LiveLean20Diet.com book, it's going to have protein and yeah. fats and blueberries and whatever fruits are in there. So yeah, like I'm always food combining when it comes to fruits, but um, you right. know what, if any, if any of you guys have any experience with it or have read the research behind it, you can fill, fill, uh, fill us, all of us in down below on what you found. And, um, but to me, I'm, I'm all good doing the way I'm doing it. Yeah, and I would challenge you to try it out yourself and see how you feel just having fruit alone and then see how you feel having fruit with other foods included and, and then kind of compare your experiences and that should give you a good answer on what you should do for you. Yeah, there you go, guys. That's the show. That was show number 45. Wow, geez. So, uh, yeah, we got lots more questions in the hopper. Yes. Um, so, you know, keep the questions coming in. But you know, like we've talked about this before, we have been thinking of new ways to freshen up the show, mm -hmm. and we've been talking about doing call-in shows, or um, we'll, we want to call we'll, you guys on the phone. We'll go on Twitter or an Instagram or something, and we'll, or Snapchat, and we'll say, "Give us your phone number," and then we'll pick a select few, and we'll call you guys. And then we could talk about your questions like more in depth and kind of get more of we, your. We can get more context more behind context. the questions. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we have to keep the questions and the short. answers pretty short <laughs> to get everything in. But if, I just think it would be cool to interact with you guys, give you guys more access to us. Yeah. And uh, I think it would be fun that way. So if you guys are down for that, yeah, that um, would be really fun. let us know. I guess that would be the question of the day. If you guys Do you are, want them to leave their phone number here? Maybe not on this. Let's just find out if, if you're cool, with, if you want to run with the show that way, if that yeah, would be cool to Yeah, give us your you vote, yes or no. Would you let us call you on the phone and give us your phone number for yeah. an episode? Or, yes or um, no question we could tr you. try to rig it up somehow that it's a call. I think it'd be easier for us to call you guys as opposed to calling into like a central line. Oh, yeah. Answering and like it being the... Oh, my God. If we had like... Yeah. No. Yeah. We need to call you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys. So that's the question of the day. Get active down in the comments. Um, you know, if you have any other questions or if you have any other feedback from the show, leave it down in the comments as well. We love hearing from you guys, and uh, I think that is it. Thanks for watching all 45 episodes if you've seen all of them. Yeah, and big shout out over on the podcast as well. Like, So seriously, guys, if you've not gone over to the podcast yet, please do me a favor. Go over to the podcast. I know this is a video first show um, where YouTube is the prime driver of this show, 
but we want you over on the podcast as well. We want the reviews over on the podcast as well so we can get higher in the rankings. So go over to iTunes or Stitcher, search for hashtag AskLivingTV, write a comment, just watch the end of this video because I show you how quickly it is to do and uh, leave a, a review and we would absolutely love it if you did that. Thanks, guys. That's it. See you Thanks at the next for watching. Okay. Big shout out to all our Live Lean podcast listeners. We love you and would so appreciate it if you would give this podcast a review. We need your feedback to improve and grow. So please give us a review right now.